Welcome to Creativity Talks with me, Susan Yates, artist, author, and creative entrepreneur. This show discusses topics around my fundamental belief that everyone is creative. Each week through mindset talks, listener questions, and guest interviews, I will help to inspire you and bring creativity into your daily life. So grab a cuppa, sit back and relax, and let's get stuck in. everybody and a huge warm welcome to this episode of Creativity Talks. I am your host Susan and we have just two weeks or two episodes remaining until the end of the year and I'm going to have a little pause and a little break for a few weeks to have time with family and also to sort of recharge and reboot which I think are such important things to do when you're a creative. You need to keep those energy levels up to be able to output creatively. Now this week and coming up in just a few moments time, I have another interview with a creative and I will introduce our podcast guest in just a moment's time. But next week, I'm going to be talking to you about the 30-day sketchbook challenge that I run every January. And this is an annual thing that I do. It's quite a big feat. It's quite a big thing to attempt. But it's not just about the challenge itself. I'm going to be talking about the, I suppose, the psychology or the science or the theory behind why an intense, focused, but also quite long challenge like this works and how it works for habit forming and boosting your creativity. Because since I started the sketchbook challenge, and I think this was almost four years ago, this is the fifth annual sketchbook challenge coming up next year, why it's really worked and how it's changed me, how it's changed my sketching, my creativity, um, how I approach drawing and sketching, and completely changed my business and my life over the last few years. So I'm going to delve deep into why something this is very it's very special it's really worth having a go at and why something like this even if it's not this exact challenge but why this can be a really helpful thing to do creatively but I won't talk about any more of that right now because it is time to talk about our podcast guest for this week So this week in the interview, I spoke to a lovely lady called Laura Pashby, who is a writer and a photographer. She tells stories using words and photographs on her blog to her Instagram audience for brands and in magazines. She spent three years as the deputy editor of 91 magazine, an independent magazine that covers all aspects of creative living. And across social media, but particularly on Instagram, she has an established and engaged following with an interest in her atmospheric imagery and soulful storytelling. Now, Laura's first book, which is called Little Stories of Your Life, combines the well-being benefits of mindfulness, creativity and daily photography, showing you how to use words and photographs to capture moments and how to share stories in order to connect with others. And I did talk to Laura a little bit more in detail in this interview about this particular book. And we had a really, really lovely conversation. So I think it's time that you perhaps grab a little cuppa, that you sit back and relax or you do something creative and you listen to this interview that I had with Laura Pashby. So today we're welcoming Laura Pashby onto Creativity Talks, and I'm going to pass over to her straight away and ask you, hi, Laura, who are you and what do you do? Hi, 
Um, so thank you for having me. <laughs> um, I'm Laura Pashby and I'm a writer and a photographer. Um, and I'm also the author of um, a book called Little Stories of Your Life, Find Your Voice, Share Your World and Tell Your Story, which came out last month. Fantastic. That sounds exciting. So I'm going to ask you straight away, tell me about this book of yours, because it looks beautiful. And I've had a little look on your website and looked at some of the fantastic photographs, which I'm assuming you took yourself. I did. Um, yeah. <laughs> tell me all about it. OK. Um, so little stories of your life. I, I sort of think of it as a, um, a love letter to storytelling. Mm. And it's about telling stories with words and photographs. Um, but it's not about storytelling in a sort of grand sense. It's about storytelling in a very um, small and focused sense. So it's about um, telling the stories of the sort of detailed moments of your life. Um, and it's sort of it's divided into three sections. Um, and in the first section, I sort of look at storytelling in relation to paying attention and to mindfulness. Mm. So um, the idea that um paying sort of close attention to the little details of our day. So, you know, the cup of tea in the morning mm. or um, the things that you notice when you work to walk to work mm. um, and the sense of sort of paying attention to those things, but also of um, recording those either with a photograph or with words. And also really the sense that those little things, I believe, are um, really important and that, I think sometimes when we think about telling stories, we think about big, grand stories like um, life events, you know, mm. weddings or babies or, you know, holidays, exciting Huge dramatic things, actually, plots and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dramatic plots. And actually, I'm sort of talking about really tiny little moments and really tiny little stories mm. um, and really the sense that a story is just that somewhere sometime something changed and that can be mm. such a small little thing but actually I still think it's um mm. worth recording and then the second section of the book is all about creativity mm. uh, but sort of cre the creativity in relation to storytelling and in relation to um sort of finding and uh, nurturing your your unique creative storytelling voice mm. um and then in the final section of the book I'm talking about um ways in which people can tell their own stories and also about um, self-portraiture so mm. um, sort of quite literally stepping into your story and sort of recording yourself as part of that. Oh fantastic it sounds really interesting and such an interesting combination of words and photographs mm. um, and it's interesting that as a as a creative you've got those two different um, techniques or interests that are different but yet marry together quite similar what is it about writing what is it about photography that attracts yeah. you it's interesting isn't it um I mean I those are both things that I've always done mm. um, but I think I started to tie them together mm. about a decade ago um when I started a blog so yeah. it's that I mean I, I mean I, I'm I had a camera my my um, dad gave me a camera for my 15th birthday a little mm. Olympus trip and he set up um, a darkroom for me. So I st I've been doing photography for a long time. Yeah. Um, and my degrees in English literature, so I've been writing for a long time. But I think <laughs> it was that point with blogging where I sort of came across other people's blogs. I was like, oh, this is really interesting. People are sort of telling their own stories. They're telling me about their life and they're sharing it with words and they're sharing it with photographs. And actually, 
at that point, um, I was at home with my two, I had two, I've got three children, but I had two then. Mm. And my youngest son was a baby and I just felt a bit lost. I didn't really, um, I didn't really feel that I was achieving very much. I didn't feel that I maybe had um, much to say. And actually, when I started blogging, when I started using words and photographs to tell my own story, mm. I started to realise that I did have things to say and I did have things to share. And actually that there were a community of people out there sort of who wanted to interact. Mm. Um, and that really, you know, was almost the sort of right back then was the kind of germ of the book, the idea that everybody has stories to tell, even very, mm. very tiny ones. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was the sort of, that was the point of the sort of weaving together of the words and the pictures. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I also spend, I, I do quite a lot of um, uh, photography. I share a lot of photography on Instagram. And I think that's in a way, that's the same thing. You know, you've got the photo, the photograph, but then you've got the caption and it's the kind of marrying the two together. Mm. Um, and the same photograph with a very different caption can have quite a different reaction or can even tell quite a different story. So I think there's that kind of interplay between the words and the pictures, which is quite interesting to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, I'm definitely a big fan of both. I love anything visual, but I also have a bit of a book problem. <laughs> I have many, many books and an incredibly large bookshelf here where I um, yeah, keep buying books and I've got a wish list a mile long of all yeah. that I love to, um, love to do. Um, so tell me about your own creative process. Um, like how do you because you said you've got a, a blog Instagram where you create and share what's mm. your creative process how do you come up with an idea what do you sort of do on a day-to-day -day basis I think it depends so when I was working on the book which is obviously a big project a project yeah um for that I needed the the words and I needed the photographs mm. um and when I'm writing I have to be quite disciplined with myself um, and I really have to make sure that I have set times to be at my desk and actually when I was writing the book a lot of it I wrote during lockdown um, so I had to get up very early and go and sit at my desk at sort of 6am when the rest of the house were asleep um, <laughs> and just in order to get, yeah. get the words down on the page um, but I do find with writing that I think a lot of writers find this that my best ideas come when I'm out and about or when I'm thinking about something else. And so for that, I use a dictation app on my phone. Um, okay, yeah. Tune, I think. And it you dictate into it, it, it sort of automatically types it up and then you can save um, your words, you know, under different headings and whatever. And actually that was really helpful for the book because, you know, if an idea suddenly came to me when I was walking to school with the children or whatever, I'd quickly have to sort of say it into yeah. my phone and that kind of ties it together. Um, so I definitely think that, and actually with photography as well, I find that um, walking is a real sort of source of inspiration and I do mm. get out with my camera as much as I can. Um, I'm particularly, um, as my Instagram feed probably shows, particularly obsessed with fog and foggy mornings. <laughs> um, so I take a lot of photos. If, the, you know, if there's foggy weather, I'm up and out with my camera straight away. <laughs> oh, amazing. There's something quite fascinating and mysterious about a foggy morning, isn't there? And I don't know if it's just the fact that it's the the start of the day and the promise of things to come. And yeah, there's just there's so, so much atmosphere. And, and visually, yeah. it's a really intriguing, interesting environment to photograph that must be very different each time you come to it. Yes, it is. And I think that um, what the fog does is it, yeah, as you say, it's very mysterious and mm. it kind of creates a story almost on its own, but also... I mean, the light is different every time. Sometimes you'll go up in the fog and it's very dense and it's very low light and you'll have to really seek out sort of 
colour or detail in the foreground so that you've actually got a photograph rather than just a sort of grey soup. Um, <laughs> but uh, the best sort of times in the fog are when the sunlight starts to break through and then you get mm. visible light rays um, and that sort of really fairy tale feeling. But of course, you never know, mm. you never know what, what you're going to get. And I think maybe that's part of what I love. It's the kind of mysteriousness and the surprise. And sometimes, mm. just sometimes when the light is perfect, that's just wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. I think it does come back to you saying about observing the little things, the fact that you're returning to maybe the same area or the same subject matter again and again. And there are these subtle changes in light, in where you're standing, in colour, obviously time of year, seasons, Mm. things change. So the environment changes and observing and observing those little things, I think is such a a huge booster to creativity it's something I'll talk about a lot both in the podcast and with people that I teach is observation just looking is such a huge way to inspire Um, and I think you're right about um you know sort of returning to the same subject matter and creative projects mm. and I talk about that quite a lot in the book about the idea of sort of setting yourself a a very simple creative project you know even something as simple as just taking one photograph every day um, actually that kind of having that constraint I think strangely with creativity you sort of think that creativity is all about freedom but I think it also flourishes under constraint and if you've got to take a photograph every day then you, you know you find yourself looking for something to take a photograph of or you can make it you know more um, restricted than that I've got a whole series of photographs that I, some that I share in the book and on Instagram that sort of evolved by mistake really of, of um, sort of still lives that I've taken on my stairs I've got very um, scruffy wooden stairs with sort mm-hmm. of um, peeling paint down the sides where the runner has been mm-hmm. um, and I, I shared a photo on Instagram a while ago a couple of years ago now of a sort of still life on the stairs with um, a basket of flowers and mm-hmm. It's funny, this people just really responded to it. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's interesting. So then I did another um, still I've seen on the same stairs, but, you know, with a different um, arrangement of things. And I don't know, there's something about just the kind of, um, I guess maybe the stairs have a story too. They're very distressed, mm. they're very old. Um, and, you know, I got good responses to the photographs. And then actually became a really interesting creative challenge for me. Mm. If I keep this setting the same, it's always the stairs, how can I tell the story of, you know, the changing seasons and, you know, just little moments? And actually, yeah, it, I find it really interesting having sort of something that you keep the same, like, you know, the, the weather or the setting or the context and then, yeah, allowing other things to change. Mm, I think that's so true because I think definitely having constraints is conducive to creating because then you've only got to make so many decisions yeah I think if you're yeah. going from an absolute blank canvas and I know I'm exactly the same if I start my day in my studio and the world is my oyster I could do anything or everything I'm a little bit oh I don't know what I don't know where yeah. to start where do yeah. I go whereas if <laughs> exactly. I'm like right I'm going to work you know for the next 30 days I'm going to use a tiny sketchbook and do a little drawing with pencil every day yes yeah. so much easier it or is. if I'm going to draw a tree every day for 30 days or like you say take a photograph in your garden or on your stairs mm. every day for so many days you, you're taking the the thinking out of yeah. it which I think is that side of the brain that is the more logical side yeah sort I of, think you want to make the creative choices not the logical choices if that makes yeah. sense yeah yeah it gives you more freedom doesn't it yeah absolutely um, but within a kind of structured <laughs> yeah yeah 
thing. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Yeah. And so would you say that you've always been a creative person? Have you always, I mean, you, you mentioned earlier that you were given a camera when you were 15, but um, mm. have you always done creative things since you were a child? I think it's so interesting that, yeah, there's a, I write about this in the sort of creativity section of the book because mm. I think so, yes, I do think I've always been a creative person. I sort of think everyone is creative, but if you'd asked me that previously, I would have said absolutely not. You know, I'm, no, I'm definitely not creative. And I think when I was younger and until really quite recently, I think that I associated being creative with being able to draw Mm. accurately what I saw in front of me Mm. um and actually a friend of mine who's a secondary school art teacher was talking to my son who's eight um recently and he was um he was doing some creative stuff with her painting some pebbles and he was saying oh I'm I'm not very good at drawing she said you know when I teach art she said so many people think that being the art is just about being able to draw the thing that you see in front of you and it looking like that and she said actually that's such a tiny part of it you know there's so Mm. much more to it and I was so glad she said it to him because I sort of wish someone had said it to me when I was much younger um because I've always you know I've I've always been very crafty I've done knitting and and um, sewing and crochet and I wouldn't have thought of that as creative but of course it is um and yeah the writing and photography and I kind of think now um that creativity is almost a, a way of living, a way of being, a way of mm-hmm. seeing the world, you know, and just sort of interacting with it. But mm-hmm. it's taken me a long time to get to this point, I think. Um, so, yes, <laughs> yes, I <do> believe <laughs> I've always been creative, but I definitely didn't used to. Yeah, definitely not. I, I think it is fascinating because I'll have conversations with people. And obviously I'd come from a fine art background, like I draw, mm. I sketch, I print. So what perhaps people would think of as traditionally creative and I'll mm. I'll chat to somebody and say oh I'm not creative but I I make cakes I do crochet I do this I do that. I'm like you do you that's pretty creative yes <laughs> you're exactly. doing a lot of making up right there it's not exactly. just drawing um, no exactly no and definitely that's sort of part of the whole point of this podcast is just saying anything is creative if you're creating if you even if you're thinking creative thoughts that's creative. Mm. it's not just drawing um, no and I think when I was writing the book I kind of came to the conclusion that a lot of creativity for me is to do with sort of connecting with your sort of inner self a mm. little bit and, and actually just tuning in a bit to what you are interested in and to what mm. you know what you do notice and to what you do connect with um because I think we maybe just don't listen to ourselves very much and we have this external view of creativity as this but actually mm. you know creativity in, in particular in relation to storytelling and telling your own story it's really about I think tuning in to yourself and to what to what you're interested in which is different for everybody right you know I like to go out and take photos in the fog. That's quite weird. Not many people like that. But, you know, other people are interested in different things. And actually, exactly. it's that kind of um, understanding what it is that lights you up and exploring yeah. that rather than just sort of maybe. Yeah. yeah ignoring and it. there's so much loud noise out there in terms of what you mm-hmm. see and hear in the media and so much opinion and what you should do and what you should be like and your opinions and and actually just taking the time to slow down to listen to what's inside of you you know what you're interested like you say yeah that can be quite hard because it's very subtle and it's very difficult to listen to yourself and um 
give yourself that space to explore your ideas and your thoughts. And sometimes those can be uncomfortable or difficult mm. rather than just follow trends. Um, yeah. And, you know, certainly everyone's interest is different. Like, I totally admire you going out early in the morning in the fog. I, <laughs> I cannot do early mornings. I'm a nighter. I'd be out at night taking pictures of the moon. But um, everyone is different. And that's what I find yeah. so, so, so fascinating. So fascinating. Um, so what what really inspires you most then um, in terms of, I suppose, anything? You know, what, yeah. what gets you sort of going creatively? So I think um, it's definitely I'm really interested in in details, the details mm. of everyday life and just mm. kind of looking very closely at objects, at places, um, at little elements of nature. Mm. Um, yeah, the sense that I, you know, I really think that, that a lot of the, the stories of all of our lives are, are right there in the details. And I think that I guess that's the, the, the details are what sort of differentiate my day from your day you know it, it's mm-hmm. the you know lots of people start in the morning with a cup of tea for example but everyone's mug is different and everyone you know some people have their tea strong and some people have their tea milky and some people have Earl Grey with lemon you know and there's lots and lots of tiny little details and often um you know with a cup of tea there's a story behind the mug you've got your favorite mug it might have a chip um so I'm really interested in that the, the mm-hmm. sort of very small details um I'm also quite interested in in imperfection um so you know I'm not really here for the everything being perfect um type of photography that were very carefully staged I really you know I I like discarded things I like overgrown things Mm. I like like my stairs kind of (laughs) scruffy thing (laughs) um and I think you know I'm sure every photographer would say this but um the light is just a constant um obsession yeah really um and I think the more you get interested in photography the more you you have to notice the light because photography is light. you know when you yeah. take a photograph light is your medium really mm. but also you know the light I think becomes the story when you're taking photographs and there's there's so many magical kinds of light like the golden light that you get at the end of the day and the the light where you get patterns on your walls mm. and the sparkling light where um you know you see the light through the, the leaves of a tree and um and like I was saying earlier when it comes through the fog there's so many different sort of interesting light patterns and the way that the light changes just moment by moment um yeah it's just I'm completely fascinated mm. by it and you know, I, I love to try and capture that with a photograph and some, sometimes you can and sometimes you can't. Sometimes you just mm. have to see it and live it. And um, yeah, it's it's something that I think I notice more than anything, really, mm. what, what the light is doing. And obviously, in, you know, when in winter, when it's grey, it's a much more kind of muted um, sort of overcast light. But then when you get a sort of sudden flash coming through the clouds, um, yeah, it's just fascinating mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> It's really interesting as you said that um obviously we're recording this on a zoom um call and the um people listening to the podcast will be listening to the audio as you said a sudden flush of light light came in your window behind you, did it. you did that. <laughs> it was really <laughs> um it was really interesting you said sudden light brightness and I was like oh, that literally <laughs> just happened behind you <laughs> um and just as a um random question do you have different cameras that you use for different occasions I'm assuming as a photographer you've got different cameras or you know different ones yeah so I've got um I've got a big um digital SR Canon Mm. 
which is, I mean, most of the photographs of the book I took with that. Mm. Um, and I have got, there's one behind me, a, um, um, a few film cameras, and I do mm. love to take film photography, mm. um, and a few Polaroid cameras. I've got a lot of cameras. Um, but the main, <laughs> the main one's going to be a question where you are. Yeah, you can, I guess <laughs> good cameras. <laughs> um, the main ones I use sort of for for work would be the, the digital SLR. And actually, mm. I use my phone a lot because my yeah. phone is always in my pocket and yeah. a lot of the time the thing you know yesterday my husband and I um went to an auction house and had a look around and on the way out I was like stop and took a picture of our feet because the tiled floor was so beautiful and you know yeah. I wasn't gonna I wasn't intending to take photos I, I didn't um carry my big camera with me but you know your mm. phone's always in your pocket so I do yeah. I do use that a lot mm. um I think creatively I think film photography definitely challenges me the most mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would like to do more of that because. Yeah. Do you yeah. still have the ability to develop film where you are? Do no, you not anymore. No. I did. Yeah. I have to get it developed now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Cause when I did, um, when I was at university, I did a lot of photography with film cameras and I loved that developing process, oh, the, magic. Yeah. the putting the, the, the paper in the, oh, I can't remember what liquids they are the and, the liquid, yeah. and, it, and it develops <laughs> and you see this image just, um, appearing and I think for me it was something about the tactile nature of it yes. and, and the smell the, it smells doesn't yes, it yes the smell the it's the immersive experience it's all those senses yeah. and then being in that dark room and mm -hmm. the lighting and like you say the smell there's something about that process that creative process that I found fascinating and then as soon as things went digital I kind of stopped. I think mainly because yeah. I'm not a particularly massive digital person. As soon as mm. uh, machines get involved, I'm usually um, yeah, switched off. Um, but it is, it is same, interesting. For sure. It's not the same. No, no, it's very different. Um, lovely. So um, another big question that I like to ask everybody that comes onto the podcast is, I think we've sort of touched on it here and there already in our mm. conversation, is what does creativity mean to you or how would you define it? That's very interesting. So mm. um, I do think, because I obviously talk a lot about storytelling, I do think that creativity, all creativity is about storytelling. And I think that when we create something, whatever we create, we are telling a story of ourselves. We're telling a story of how we feel, of who we are, of what it means to be human, of how it feels to be alive. You know, I think when that impulse to create something, whatever it is, you know whether it is a knitting jumper or, or a drawing picture or baking a cake I think you are you're sort of capture, capturing something about how you feel and who you are mm. within what you create um, and I think that um, you know for me that sense of mindful engagement with the world is a, sort of fuels creativity because I think by sort of paying attention and um, engaging closely, then you, you strengthen the connection to who you are. You know, I think for me, creativity has a lot to do with telling the story of who you are and what your experience of the world is mm. in whatever way makes the most sense to you. You know, I think, mm. yeah. Yeah, it's, quite, it's a sort of internal, like a dialogue between internal and external, I suppose. So yeah. sort of, you know, balance between the world outside and the voice within. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I love it. <laughs> um, 
And do you have any favourite books or quotes on creativity that, um, obviously your own book, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Elizabeth Gilbert, Big Magic, you probably yeah. hear that quite a lot. Um, one, yeah. And there's a, there's a quote from Julia Cameron from The Artist's Way, actually, that I, that I refer to in my book, which I, I just think is brilliant. And she says, art is born in attention, its midwife is detail. And I think mm. that kind of really sums up quite a lot of what I feel about Mm, absolutely yeah definitely that sort of capturing the the tiny moments and looking and observing um mm. yeah there's just something about that yeah that attention that focus that detail that that yeah I can just see how you get obsessed with different things and yeah <laughs> no, I totally it, agree. yeah you do get obsessed with sort of random you go down these little wormholes of <laughs> yeah of research or creativity <laughs> and you don't know how you got there but you've no. kind of carried on researching and yeah going down I think a that's so field. important isn't it mm. they're kind of leaning into that rather than mm. going oh I'm just you know I shouldn't be doing this but actually yeah am I so yeah. interested in this like yeah. I, yeah yeah and it is fascinating what fascinates us like that you know, mm. completely different for everybody it'll be this tiny thing or like you say you know when you went out you had the feet on the tiles you were just like hang yeah. on Scott this is this is yeah. really interesting this detail here and 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 nobody else would have seen that that was a once in a lifetime little exactly. capturing of a tiny moment because you'll never stand there in that same place mm. on that same day on that same tile with the same light ever again so it mm. is capturing a special little moment that perhaps it wasn't maybe massively special you know your feet on a tile but it it's been made special yeah and it's sort of a part of you know the story of who you are and where you are and Mm. who you're with and how you feel and Mm. yeah and I just think that those things those little moments I think I think sometimes you know social media and just the general noise everywhere maybe allows us to forget that those little things are worthy of record or even just of noticing you know you don't necessarily yeah. have to record it but just noticing it and mm. sort of being in that moment and mm. actually that there is there is value in that it, you know life isn't all about them yeah huge no, absolutely so yeah like you say just observing those things or even responding to but you might not be even responding you know you don't have to draw it or photograph it or tell a story mm. about it just thinking about it is a response to it yeah. which I think yeah. is is really interesting um, and have you ever been given any really good advice regarding creativity or things that have sort of stuck with you You're like yeah this is so important I need to tell the world about this <laughs> I haven't been given advice by someone else but I have got stuck above my desk here mm. um, this is by Jane Kenyon and she says be a good steward of your gifts protect your time feed your inner life avoid too much noise read good books, have good sentences in your ears, be by yourself as often as you can, walk, take the phone off the hook, work regular hours. And I think, um, yeah, I've got it up there because I I think sometimes I need reminding. Yeah. Um, Especially the, yeah, the feed your inner life part. And as a writer, I think, you know, reading good books, have good sentences in your ears is so important, you know. Yeah. When, you know, you have to feed writing with reading absolutely mm-hmm. um, and actually walk I mean that for me is always a kind of crucial path into creativity mm-hmm. um, and obviously take the phone off the hook nowadays would be switch off your mobile and it's funny because I do that quite regularly I'll switch off everything digital email goes off phone goes off mm. disconnect and I have an analog morning where I just 
make stuff and it doesn't really matter what I'm doing I make stuff um yeah. and equally the walking walking getting out in nature is is a huge one for me as well definitely yeah. um yeah yes yeah, subject matter but just fresh air experience mm. just something connecting you back to the the world again because yeah. we can be so disconnected we're, we're so digitally connected but mm-hmm. I feel sometimes we're so disconnected yeah. it's weird no I know exactly what you mean yeah digital connection isn't really connection in the same sense is it no no it's not the same as going out and you know looking at some leaves or touching a tree like that that mm. real physicality yeah sight smell all of the senses going mm. on the sounds that you hear as you crunch on the floor and the um yeah there's yeah reactivating your actual real senses um yes. I think That's is so yeah wonderful yeah I need to go for a walk now <laughs> <laughs> Um, fantastic and then I suppose the last question that I'd like to ask is do you have any final tips for um, my listeners on developing creativity or sustaining a regular creative practice yeah so I think I would say sort of as we've been talking about really you know just start really small start where you are Mm. start with the details of what you see you know maybe begin with a cup of tea if that's what you've got in front of you Mm. um and I definitely think that leaning into your obsessions and just noticing what interests you Mm. and maybe um deciding to record that you know if if for example you you find that you are always interested in leaves or in you know beautiful floors or you, you know you're interested in books that you read whatever it is but just Mm. actually really going with that and um set maybe setting yourself a little bit of a kind of creative um storytelling challenge where you do Mm. say okay I'm going to record you know the books that I read for the next month or I'm going to record um the places that I walk or I'm going to record um um you know the things that I make whatever it is but just sort of starting Mm. where you are really starting Mm. where you are and um and yeah just looking really closely at the the details yeah. of what you see oh I love it in my mind I'm now going I want to draw all my cups of coffee for the next <laughs> <seven> days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to photograph them. like it's just that it, I find that stuff really inspiring that sort of mm. being given uh, something to do being set a project or a goal yes like for me that that really helps I'm not very good at just being left to my own devices if if I'm told you've got to draw a cup of coffee for, te- you know, every time you have one, I'll yeah. be like, yep, I've got different mediums, I can experiment. And it's, yeah. just, it's so interesting what that does yeah. to spark the creative brain. I think um, that's why prompts are so helpful, aren't they? But there's a yeah. couple of, I've put a photography prompt and a journaling prompt in every chapter of the book. And I think, yeah. you know, you don't have to use them. Sometimes you just skip past them. But then other times when you're feeling a bit stuck, just as you say, someone's saying, this is what you need to do. Go do it. Just yeah. do it. And then, mm. yeah, it really, really helps. Yeah. Oh, I think that's wonderful. I think that's really wonderful. And um, where can people find out about you online? Where are you? So um, I am, uh, you'll find my website is laurapashby.com mm-hmm. um, and you can find everything. I've got a monthly um, email letter that I sign, send out so you can sign yeah. up if you want to. And my book is called Little Stories of Your Life. Um, you'll find a link to it on the website, but it's also on Amazon and in all the bookshops now. Bookshops, yeah. Um, and if you want to find me on Instagram or Twitter, I'm at Circle of Pines. Um, mm. So, um, yeah, come and say hello. <laughs> Fantastic. No, that's lovely. And I certainly recommend to anyone listening to go and 
go and look go and look at the visuals and read the words yeah. we've now we've we've had the audio today but <laughs> go and look at the visuals the photographs and the the beautiful words and um explore what um Laura is sharing with the world which is rather wonderful so I would like to say a huge thank you for coming onto the podcast and sharing um your thoughts on creativity sharing a little bit more about your own perspective and your own creative pursuits and um, I've spoken to quite a few more illustrators and fine artists recently but to speak to a photographer and writer is it's really lovely to see all these different perspectives and actually it's all the same stuff it's just yeah. different medium like yeah, different nothing medium. is that different yeah it's so interesting isn't it mm. well thank you so much for having me it's been really yeah, it's been wonderful to talk to you <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much take care bye-bye you enjoyed that interview with Laura I certainly did and as you may have noticed this is actually the final interview with a creative guest that I will be having in 2021 and if you have missed any of the previous episodes where I've been talking to fellow creatives in all different types of media about creativity then please do go back dive back into all of the 21 previous episodes there are plenty of episodes where I'm talking about an aspect of creativity and a creative mindset but there are also a load of different interviews with really fascinating creative individuals and every time I talk to somebody and it doesn't matter who they are or what they do I get incredibly inspired by the conversation and I come out energized and my brain has started to make connections and find links in places and come up with new ideas. So I certainly think that talking about creativity, connecting with others about creativity is an incredibly inspiring thing. And I I truly and deeply hope that you find listening to this podcast something interesting, something inspiring and that it sparks something for you. Now, as I said, in the next episode of this podcast and the final one for 2021, I'm going to be talking about the 30 day sketchbook challenge and the benefit of prompts and these sorts of challenges. And there's many of them about and how they can sort of help to give a boost to a creative practice to um, re kickstart something or if you've not done something in a long time to just kind of get you out of a funk and get you started they can be incredibly intensive but incredibly beneficial and I'm going to be talking about some of the pros and cons and going into a little bit of depth about why I started the initial first 30-day sketchbook challenge and why I think these kind of challenges and I don't just do my own I do other challenges um, that I've come across why I think they are quite beneficial at times in the right time and the right place for our creative practices. So thank you so much for listening. Again, any feedback, any comments, if you want to be a guest on the show, please do get in touch and I will speak to you again very shortly. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of Creativity Talks. To see the show notes and to find out more about how you can get more creative, go to www.creativitytalkspodcast.co.uk or search for the hashtag creativitytalks. If you enjoyed the show, please let other people know about it by sharing this episode or the podcast webpage. You can also leave a review on whatever platform you are listening on. 
all reviews and recommendations are deeply appreciated and help to ensure that I can continue to make more episodes and inspire as many people as possible. Take care and stay creative. <laughs>